Welcome to the Kavod Family Podcast. Kavod Family exists for the restoration of families and the transformation of communities. Morning, Casey. How are you, man? Good, brother. How are you? Very good. Excited. Not excited. Christmas is over, but it was fun, and I'm ready for I'm ready for the new year, man. What about you? <laughs> I am. I need a couple more weeks. I mean, just just to finish well. If if I had to pick up and start running hard right now, I'd be I'd be upset. But you give me you give me a couple more weeks to rest. Yep. And I don't just mean not work. That's not what I'm talking about. Like there's just things I need to close. Clean up. Yes. I got you. I'm there too. Bring closure to the year. So speaking of that, we had a listener reach out and kind of maybe maybe ins- inspired by the new year, but wants some clarity and wants us to beat up the topic on how to balance to balance, balance life well, to balance the job that he hates versus the job that he wants to start. And then all the while being a good dad at home, doing dishes, loving on the kids, being there for bedtime and all of that. Right. So transition in life, right? I mean, he's an adult. He ha- he's married. He has children. And he's trying to transition his personal career. Exactly. Okay. And, and I think the way he worded it was, I've got this job I hate. They don't value me at my job, right? I've got this dream career, but it's costing me all the hours of the evening. Like I got to bank just a ton of hours to get it done. And I've also got to do dishes when I get and home. Be a dad, be a husband. Yeah. yeah. Like how how do you do that dance well? So let's let's hit that up. And I don't know this person personally, and so some of this I make I might make some accusations. Forgive me if 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 this isn't true about your life. But we've got to walk through this. And yeah, and dig dig into each piece and and provide as best as we can. So our goal is to to hit each of these topics because I mean. In some of these areas, I've had hands-on experience, and then in others, I've done wrong, or I've just learned from the Bible. So I think it would be cool for different men's take on these topics, bridled by God, and just in and some creative ideas on different ways to achieve it, as long as it's submitted to what God wants, you know? So the first thing, the job that he hates, um, right off the bat, I'd like to dive into, like, why— why why do you hate that job? You know, like is is your worth in that job? Is is the job and the career and the business you're working for not something that aligns with your you know your values? Like why is it that you hate your job? Right, and and that would be I mean if you had the person in the office you could work through it and be more like a counseling session where you're talking through these things. But when it comes to the career that you have, um, there is the thing that we have to avoid is that there's this gigantic carrot that's that's hanging in front of every man right now and it's because of social media and it's because of influencers and pressure and sport and everything else this dream picture of a career where you know you work lesser hours with perfect people that you only like and love creating a product or doing something that is just fun and sexy and and, and enjoyable yeah. like that's not necessarily reality for everyone historically. That's not necessarily what, what, what needs to be done for a career. Um, and so when it, when it comes to a job I hate, like I think there's some questions that has to be answered, Travis. And the first one that I would answer is, is this a job that I hate because, because I've gotten to a point where I no longer agree with the business I'm the values, working for? Yeah, what they're yeah. doing. Is this an ungodly place or are we creating a product that is that I don't want to champion anymore? Uh, am I doing something that's harmful rather than good for the common common you know good? 
Uh, and the main thing that we're trying to paint a picture here on this one question, a job that you hate or a job that you don't enjoy or isn't satisfying and rewarding is the pinnacle of success is not a job. It's not a dollar income. It's not a lifestyle uh, of luxury or not even necessarily luxury, but just getting by. Like that is not what we want to paint as a pinnacle of success. The pinnacle of success is a family that loves well together and is guided and led by God. Right. For that to be what we strive to do. And that doesn't mean that you can't have a job that you love. No, by, by, by no means is that what we're saying. But what we're saying is, like, Paul was a tent maker in the Bible. I don't know of anywhere in the Bible Paul talks about him loving being a tent maker. No, but he definitely acknowledges it as a necessity. Exactly. Because he was there was this greater goal. Yep. And so I'm going to do this so I don't have to. So his greater goal, that's all we heard about. Yeah. That was it. That was his focus. And he didn't want to burden the people with this undue weight. You know what I mean? And so he just labored. He labored exactly. to do this. So I guess that main the main thought is for anyone that's in that scenario, a job that you might not enjoy, that you hate, like dive into the reason why you hate that job. Yeah. Get, get with your spouse. Pray about it and say, God, like, is this you? Is this like, for example, I was in the Coast Guard and I loved aspects of it. But toward the end of it, I started to hate it because I missed so much time with my family. And my wife and I were talking like, okay, we're, I mean, gosh, I was like 21 and she was 21. We're probably beating up this idea. And I was like, is this what I want to do forever? You know? And it's not that the job is bad. And it's not that they were imposing that I couldn't be a Christian and different values. But like, to me, I, I desired more time with my family. So project that. Let's just go with time. Okay. Um, Project yourself 10 years from now, if you're still doing the career you're doing, have you gained time with your family or are you continuing to take time away from your family? And I'm not talking about that normal like yeah, labor yeah, yeah, yeah. that we have to do. I'm talking about an unnecessary amount. I know a gentleman uh, who is working a job to where he has to live away from his family for about 20, um, 25 days out of the month. Yeah. That's so, so you go away for four to six weeks and then you come home for four or five days. That to me is a job. You got to ax that thing. You got to kill it. Like that can only be managed for a little while before it's just too much. Of yeah. If it was a family. temporary ends means to an end, you know, maybe like, Hey, I'm going to do this for a few months to get out of debt and then we'll do something else like that. Like that makes sense. But like right there, if you look at just the sheer time aspect, your job is placed above your family. Absolutely. And just project project it. Like you can run the course of a year and you can see before you start that year, well, I'm going to get about 20 days with my children. Not enough, dude. Like if you're trying to raise children and raise boys, not enough time. So so to kind of move, to close that, that question and move to the next one, a job that you hate, dive in and figure out why. Because there are some real reasons where that could be legitimate and you do need to shift. And you might need to shift pretty aggressively or it could just be, I'm not really enjoying this and with, I'm not happy with it. With that, Travis, I would really say that like if you're if you started a business and at some point you got into it and maybe your your worldview changed or your beliefs changed or or you got to a point where you realized, "Man, I don't believe in where I'm working." I don't think it's wrong to make a radical change that's going to be costly on your family. Okay? And this is what I mean. If if you if you realize that you're working in a business and you realize 
man, I'm building the wrong kingdom. Like I'm, I'm investing in products and I'm creating things that, that aren't helpful. They're tearing down. It's unbiblical. It's not right. I don't believe in it anymore. You've got to go to your family, explain what's going on, tell them what you see, why you no longer agree with it, what's, what it's going to take to get out from that. Because in many of these careers, especially government jobs that, that you get sucked into, there's, there's, 401ks and there's benefits and there's medical and there's everything else that you want. And yet you're creating something at times that if you stood back and looked at it, it'd be tough, man. It'd be tough for me to take that job and say, that's my legacy. Okay. And so you got, you got to find a way to cut that thing. And your wife has to get on board with the kids and say, I'm up for it. I'm willing to take that cost. I mean, if you look at all the stories in the Bible, it's a slightly different scenario, but Abraham left. He's like, hey, we're rolling out. We're leaving. Where are we going? I don't know, but we're going. <laughs> like, that's a that's a cost. That is a weight. Something that they knew, they just left. But that's what God called them to do. Right. So I also know a guy that made simple changes. He was working, and I get this scenario. He was working a job as a, um, he was a garbage man driving. And he just got to a point where he was like, look, I know I can do more than just drive this truck for the next 20 years and, and dump dump trash and nothing wrong with that career. Like praise God for people that go around, pick up trash and haul it off. Like, thank you. If that's your job, thank you. And if you can enjoy that and and live in that, go for it. If you think there's more, he got out and he started his own business and starting his own business, he gained more time, made more money per hour, doing his own things, working for people. Now he's in a place where he can serve customers directly and, and kind of be more intimate and share with them. Sure. And he's loving it. And yep. it just took a step of faith to get there. And that was a great change, transition for him. That's awesome. So the next, the job that you love, the balance of the job that you hate, the job that you love, and then dishes at home. So <laughs> to me, and we can kind of go back and forth, the job that you love and, and pursuing it, there's a lot of benefits. Like the guy that you just said, he had more money, but more importantly, more time with this family. Like I left the Coast Guard and the first, gosh, the first few years, like we were barely getting by. So like it was a huge burden on my family there, but I was with my family all the time now. So it was a, it was a cost that we weighed and we prayed about and we're like, okay, I know that we don't know, but are we on board together? And we carried that burden together and it was definitely worth it in the long run. But a job that you love and the dishes at home, that is a delicate, delicate <laughs> dance right there. Yeah, so it, here's the here's the picture, man. Or, or you get up, you go to work, you come home, you know, five or six o'clock, you're settling in, do dinner, and then you got to sit down and make that side hustle work. And so you're going to grind till 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock and then get up again at 6 a.m. and do it all over. And so the question is, how long can you do that? And, and take from your family like that until it's it's sinful. I'll just use that word. Or until it's causing harm, right, rather than good. And and Travis, I think that's that's the, the, the key when you're managing a side yeah. hustle. This is the two things I would look at. One, what's the stress I'm putting on my family? Like how much time am I, am I away from them? Versus how involved can they be in this side hustle? Yeah, and I guess to kind of piggyback off the, the prior one, job that you hate, the job that you love, like, why are you pursuing this job? This new career. Is this new career glorifying God? Are you working for something that is contrary to your beliefs and contrary to Him? Is this new job actually going to give you more money, but actually take way more time away from your family? Like, you really got to unpack why you love this job, and is this a good job for you? Right. And then if it is, you go into what you were saying, okay, family, like, 
Are we on board to do this together? How long are we willing to sacrifice? What is too far? What is it's not worth it? Like, let's hit that so I don't go there, you know? Okay, so let me let me give you just some examples. Um, there's When it comes to sports and athletes, there's this group of people that live different than, than most of us, and they have to travel X amount of weekends a year. They travel all over the country, and they do that year after year after year. They're away from their family. They're working with the rest of the sports club, and they do this. That that kind of lifestyle, a family has to be behind it and for it. And and I would say that it's the responsibility of that family to where the wife and the kids travel as much as they can to make it to those games, to celebrate with them. Because if your husband is gone and he's he's you know, thirty years or thirty weeks out of the year, he's off celebrating with other people things that he achieves and he never sees his family and he doesn't get to celebrate with it's, his kids. It's a wedge versus unity. Not good, man. Take Tom Brady. The guy's got seven Super Bowl rings, seven Super Bowl rings. And and here he is. He just divorced his wife. Why? Because she wanted a dad. She wanted a husband. She said, look, come home. Well, I, I don't know the exact words, but you know, it, it's it's theorized that she just wanted her husband back. And he wasn't willing to let go of that chase, that Super Bowl chase. And I think that was a massive failure, massive failure. He sacrificed his family yeah. rather than, dude, it's time to cut. That moment when you're living that life, you've made plenty of money, it's time to cut yeah, and come home. It's, it's what, what are you defining as success? A job that has more money or even, sure, more time. Like you you got to prioritize what is the big picture. Like how we said, Paul was content being a tent maker because he knew the bigger picture was God and that allowed him to do God without placing a burden on somebody else. And yep. he, he did it. Yep. He ran with it. So, my, so I guess to kind of run further into that is why you're choosing this new job. Is it worth chasing and pursuing? And if it is, your family needs to know about it. They need it needs to be prayed up, and they need to understand the sacrifice. And you guys need to talk about what what too far is, what is not worth the sacrifice. And that kind of gives you your bumper rails, like in bowling. Like you know, okay, I I can't go here, I can't go here. If I can grind, maybe hey, let's say I can get up early before they need me yep. and get it. And then while they're up, I'm loving on them. I go to my normal job. I come home. I'm an invested husband. I'm an invested dad. They all go to sleep and bam, I go tear it up some more. Like that's a different scenario. Most of that burden and that weight and that sacrifice is on your back and not everybody else's. Right. I knew it. I knew a man who was, who he, he had this side hustle and what he was trying to make was different. He was real handy. And so he would make his own hammocks. He would weave them and, and create his own hammocks. And his son started working with him in the business. And so they were doing this kind of as a hobby, but then also trying to get on the market and sell it. And the bond it created between the father and son was exactly what you want yep. when your child is 13, 14, 15, 16. So that business served the relationship, and it was great. It was healthy, right? It wasn't just a man grinding away whatever alone and the kids getting neglected. And so there's just so many business opportunities out there. I would highly suggest if you're pursuing a side hustle Okay, if you're trying to get out of the grind you're in and you want to create this new job, really look at how involved can my family be. And okay. even if it's not, and this is an encouraging word, especially if your kids are little, even if it's not a ton of quantity of time that your kids can be involved, but like if your kids run out and they get to, you know, crank on some wrenches and do some stuff with you for a few minutes, to them that's hours. They had eye contact with dad. Dad taught me how to work on a truck or coach somebody something like that is invaluable and those little nuggets of time. And then when they're old enough to actually do it with you, that's huge. Right. But that's the key is, are you creating a business they could at 15 join me in? 
Or am I creating a business at 15? I'm going to say, sorry, so this is like, there's no room for you. Absolutely. And, and I think that's a failure. There was a couple of families from the past. We'll touch on, on, on Christian church history, just for examples, real quick. Are you familiar by the name of John Wesley? John Charles yeah. Wesley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Wesley, and, and I don't want to bash, I, I, you know, 1700s. I don't, I don't know the man personally. This is long ago. But everyone knows the successes he had. He started the Methodist Church. He was a great, him and his brother, hymn writers, you know, part of the Great Awakening, incredible. But the, the dark spot on that man's life is his home life, his, his family. The way he treated his wives and his children was, I believe, sinful and neglectful. And his children write about it. Like, like they, they, they hated it. He was gone for so many days in a row and spending so many days, you know, with other people and other men and other young ladies trying to give counsel and do these things that I think it was in air and it, it was, it was too much. Um, and so I think that you can read into it more, but his relationship was, was failing at home. You take a family like the Elliot's. Uh, Jim, Elizabeth, Elliot, Nate Saint, those guys that went over and they went as missionaries to this, this, um, how, forgive me, I, I'm, I'm going to say Papua New Guinea, but I could be wrong on that. They go to a, a tribe that's unreached, unknown, and they sacrifice everything to go. And the men are all killed. They're all killed. Well, afterwards, the wives agree to go back and serve and finish that mission. And so what's the difference? One, you have a picture of a wife that's neglected and she hates her husband's work. And then the other one is this family that sacrifices everything. The men die and the, the vision, wives yeah. caught the vision and they go back and they're the ones that finish that work, bring the gospel and medical aid, open up the doors. Like it's a radical step forward and it was a family venture. And so I would just say, like, consider those extremes. Am I choosing a career and a sacrifice, a side hustle that's going to separate me from my family or am I choosing something that they can get behind, believe in, run with me for, that that's an awesome thing. And I feel like that is the huge governing piece in this because like you could be you could be single and you found your gift from God, you found your passion and you're grinding it out. You could be married and have kids and like the the formula is God. To know when to stop and to go spend time with your kids. Like there's been times where I've been at the house and I literally I walk in None of my, my kids are doing their own thing. My wife is like, <laughs> I want time alone. I'm like, cool. And I'll get out my laptop. And literally, as soon as I open it, they're all in the room. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? Yeah. And God's like, close it. So I close it. And there's other times where no one wants me and I'll open it. And it's fine. And I'll, I'll go to work. But yeah. like that inner, that inside, him inside you will tell you, no, now's not the time. Go, go be with them. No, do it now. Show them. Lead them. And one, one more example of, which I, I was just reading in First Samuel the other day, and I knew about the prophet Eli, how amazing he was and how great, but how royally he <laughs> failed. Like, both of his kids were just a mess. Yeah. So his legacy was wiped out. But he was raising Samuel in the process, like teaching him, you know, how to be a prophet, how to hear from God. Yep. But then Samuel did the same exact thing. Yep. So, like, Eli's this amazing prophet, hears from God, you know, and helps lead the nation but he neglects being a father yeah. in the process of that. So this amazing thing is he's the voice to God and hears from God and on behalf of a nation. Like that is a weighty thing, yeah. but he missed the mark as a father. So his legacy, gone. Yeah. So then he raises up the next prophet, Samuel. Samuel's crushing. He anoints David. It's doing amazing, but he does the same thing. Yeah. His sons are corrupt. 
and he loses his legacy. Yeah, and that and that's just a testimony that you know we are um, we are men and we are women and we are frail and we are weak and we are going to make failures. Even the best of Christians walking with God are going to have times of failures. And so those men, we learn from their examples. We see what they did and see how they failed and and pray and fight to not make that same failure. Because you can look at that and you can say, oh, look at Eli and what he did. He, he rejected his children. How many of you right now listening are looking at your lives and you're going, wait a minute, I'm doing the, ex- I'm setting up the exact same, exact same trap for my children. Yep. I'm neglecting them. I'm raising in, them in ways or I'm putting them off. I'm just here handing them something, be entertained so that way I don't have to go work with you or I don't have to train you or I don't have to do something with you. Like that is a failure. Mm-hmm. We've got to grab these stupid iPads, throw them away, trash them, get rid of this stuff and start spending time with our kids Absolutely. and loving on them and train them because you are the number one trainer in their life. If you are expecting coaches and teachers and others to get in and raise your children for you, you're failing your duties. Yeah, missing the mark big time. You're missing it. And so um, I I would just say, like, believe, believe that God can lead you as a husband. If you're already a husband and you're already a father, your job is to get better at those things. It's not to get worse. It's not to become a worse person. You know, a husband that makes more money. And it's and the beautiful thing about God is he says in Matthew, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Like he knows that you need these things and he yes. wants to give them to you. So if you're prioritizing him and you're prioritizing your wife and your kids and the things that he says to prioritize, yes. you could put five percent of your leftover crapped, exhausted brain and effort and physical strength into your occupation and he will cause it to blow up. Yes. Your side hustle, whatever it is. Or you might rekindle the love of your current job. Like if you set your gaze on him, like Paul, could care, he's making tents, but he set his gaze on God and he says, I've had a lot and I've had little, but I have found how to be content in all things. So with that real quick, um, and this is going to be short, four things if you're considering a side hustle and you're trying to gauge, is this something I should do? Number one, is it a godly desire? Is it something that you want to go after? You feel it in your soul, the depths of you. It's like, this needs to happen. I want to do this. Number two, do you have opportunities in front of you to do it? Do you have the means? Are the doors opening? Do you have the partners in place to where you could actually make this happen? Or are you going to blow it and waste a lot of money and time on a venture that you can't, you can't achieve? Like, just like, do we have the things in place to make it happen? Number three, advice. Pull, you know, family, coaches, mentors, get sound advice from the people that know you and say, hey, this side hustle I'm doing, is it worthy? Is it, is it good pursuit? Like, is this something that will get me to the point where I can quit my job and then do this full time? And will it benefit my family? Benefit my family. Get their advice. There's just too many personal things here that you need personal input. And then lastly, do you actually have the God-given gifts to be able to do this? Like, do you have, if you're being called to to do something in lines of, of mechanics, like, are you mechanically inclined or are you pursuing something that's so left field for you? Like it has to align with your gifts. And the last thing I would say is if you go after this venture and and you don't seek success, like if you don't see it start to climb, then really question, is this God? I'm not talking about sacrifice. Yeah, there's going to be a grind for sure. Yeah. But is this a God thing or is this me just being selfish and pursuing my own glory? And it should start thing? to produce if it's God's will. 
So, and that doesn't necessarily just mean money either. It it could be you're changing lives, and you might not yeah. even get paid for it, but you're you're impacting. Yeah. So last, and this is the last one, and and that is um, the person who wrote in. He said, you know, how do I how do I make time to 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 do this side hustle when when I come home, I got a stack of dishes I got to do in order to clear the table so that way I could sit down and actually work and get this done. Like, how do I manage home life and then side hustle? And so Travis, with that, like, like that's just a matter of how do I get my family unified on this goal that I have? And um, I mean, you can speak to that, but but I'll start by just saying that any side hustle that you have, really any job that you have, you have to sit down with your wife and make sure that she's in agreement with you pursuing this. That That is so key. And w- when I say in agreement, I don't just mean that she's like, yeah, sure, go for it. It means that, look, if I'm coming home and I'm going to work eight hours, then come home and work another five, it means that you have to help me. It means that you have to be there as my helpmate and make sure the house is clean or these things are done or carry this load for me or the kids can carry this load so that way I don't have to come home and do dishes in order to work. It means that I come home and I'm able to work. I'm able to grind, be successful rather than just Spinning my wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got to get your family behind it. The kids have to know, hey, we do this because dad, uh, we're going to achieve something. We're going to get it. So, I mean, that would be my big takeaway is get the family involved weekly. Remind them of why you're making the sacrifice you are. Like often show them, let them see the progress you're making and the steps it's going to take and make sure that your wife and your kids are doing things throughout the week, throughout the day that make it possible for you to be able to grind. Yeah. And you, you don't come and I'll end with this. You don't come and tell them, this is my goal. We're going to do this. Yep. You cast the vision on why you want to, what you want to shift, the reasons, the benefits for it, how you could use their help. You would like their help, but not only help so you can achieve your goal, but you want to do this as a family. You want to do this together. You want to spend time and love each other through this. So the burden is shared mainly on you, but the burden is shared. The success is shared and it's a, it's a family, it's a family thing. Yeah. And, and I'll just say, you know, the, the biblical example that we have from the very beginning is that God created for six days and he rested on the seventh. So it is not wrong to work hard and to work five, six days out of the week. Um, it is wrong to work seven days out of the week and not pause and rest on a weekly basis with your family settling down. That that There's a point there where you've gone too far. Like every week you need a rhythm of pause and rest, but, but grind, work hard, like go after it, be successful. The main thing is, are you neglecting your family in your work or are you finding ways to incorporate them and train them and raise them up through your work? There's a, there's a pastor that I love that I respect greatly and he's adopted a lot of children. He's raised a lot of kids and he said this and it it really shook me. He said, you know, we have, we have boys and we have girls in the home. And my wife is the primary educator as they you know go through the, the, the early grades. And then he said, but when my boys, when my boys reach 13, they start coming with me to work. And they travel and they go places and they help me as I write and I speak. And, and so at 13 and on, this man is taking his children, his boys with him as he goes all over the country and speaks and travels and does what he needs to do. But he's taking on the responsibility to raise those boys because boys, there's a point they need men. They need men. And that's what we can't neglect. That, that would be the big thing is you can't neglect 
the, the time and energy it takes to raise those boys. Yeah. The pinnacle of success as a family centered on God. Yeah. Well, thanks, Casey. I appreciate that. That was a that was a good little banter there. <laughs> and and if, if this is you out there, man, we feel it. We we've all had to go through it. We've both had to grind at different times in different ways to achieve goals that we've wanted. And so we know it. It's real. Uh, just just be close to God. Walk, communicate with your family, walk this thing out and um, enjoy what's being created in the grind. Enjoy. Thank you.